Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern. We talk about guns for about an hour, and we're just going to a three-person format now. Nobody else wants to join us, so we've got Ellis jumping in from South Carolina. Thanks for joining. He's muted. Get to the mute eventually. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll get to that mute button eventually. Uh, thanks for having me, G. Um, this is one of the few nights when I'm actually home early enough to jump on here. Right on. We don't need no other people. And then we got Angelina joining in from California. Thanks for joining. Hello from California. So it's like the opposite of Three's Company. You can be the wacky chick, and we'll be. I'll be. Who wants? To, I'll be the boring one, and Ellis can be the blonde. I've never well, seen. Why do I have to be the blonde? You can be Chrissy, because you're more like Chrissy than me. I'm more like the boring one. There's yeah, a blonde okay. and a boring chick and then a guy. And everybody thinks that they're all sleeping together. It's, it's amazing comedy right there. Wait, so it's me and you and Alice. Yeah. Just okay. we're reversing it like they do these days. It's all gender reversed. So we got to get a... What's that guy's name downstairs? I don't know. I've never seen this Roper? show. So I'm learning about it now. Mr. Roper? Don, Don Knotts. Yeah, I think so. Mr. Roper. We need a Mr. Roper. That can be John Z. He's out there. And Patriot is Green Dot, so he can be a crazy neighbor. He already has a link. Can I ask you a second link? Patriot needs a special link. A second special link. Anyhow, so this is Monday. Um, eh, he does pretty good. Taking it with the regular stuff. So um, this is Tuesday. We talk about Second Amendment on the show. We're going to be talking about Oregon, but we don't have anybody from Oregon around. See Sleazy out there if he wants to jump in. If he's listening to our show, if he's just hanging around on gun channels. Uh, he's from Oregon. Oregon. How do you say Oregon, Angelina? Oregon. Outlaw. That would be Oregon. What would you say? Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Oregon. Yeah. It's the hick now, you know. How do you say it, G? Oregon. So you're saying Oregon. Oregon. Alice is saying Oregon. And I'm saying Oregon. Oregon. Or Oregon? I think you, I say Oregon. You say it too many times, and there's no way to say it anymore. Yeah, no. uh, I use all the letters, and I can't remember if I'm saying it wrong or not because, of course, people that live there have a better way of saying it, right? Maybe there's maybe one of the letters is silent. We just don't know unless we're native Oregonians. So here's what you're going to get when I don't know anything about the state. Um, what I do know is that their CCW is divided up by county. So instead of going to the State Department of Public Safety or the sheriff, or I guess, or the state police, uh, you go to the county and because of that um it's difficult to obtain an out-of-state oregon uh, ccw so i think you have to go to the actual county and get the ccw and then i guess be able to pick it up there also maybe i'm not sure if they'll send them to you but i know it's kind of difficult so typically the people that have oregon out of state are from like california and washington that can just go back and forth real easily that's about as much as i know they uh they act like they're free, right? They always talk about Oregon being, you know, walking their own, what do they call it? Like, you know, doing their own thing or whatever, being weird Are or what? those no state tax? Yeah, it's the taxes. That's the only thing good over there, I think. Well, but what they end up doing is getting duped by all the stupid anti-gun stuff. So they do a pretty good job of defending it, but not that good. So I'm just, they're always, they're one of those freer than the states on both sides of them or up and down. But uh, they still get pummeled by California and Washington. Tell them guys walking through. Yeah, probably has something to do with the distribution of where people live and how they like it. It's always, I think there's something to it. You know, hanging out by California. I've been there twice now. So 
as an adult at least, so I'm an expert on California. Um, there's something when you're sitting there looking at the beach that's peaceful, you know, so that has to have something on the psyche. And then just, I don't know, it's got to be something that, you know, when you know that there's that much nature right there, you got to have just a, maybe a different mental thing than somebody who, I don't know, lives in the bowels of some Chicago, you know, goes to work and goes to home and goes to the store and they never stop seeing skyscrapers everywhere. It's got to be a little different. It's basically like, well, when you, you were by Rockford Files and then Oxnard, right? No. Well, yeah, I didn't see nothing in Oxnard, though. I went to Oxnard in the middle of the night and then it was cloudy or foggy, I guess. And then I left and I didn't even look at it. So I didn't see the shore from Oxnard. But you saw the shore in Rockford Files area and down by where knives is so where those like crazy artillery 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 bunkers are oh yeah yeah, yeah. By this well, I mean, so basically it's like listening to the beach boys and having the wind blowing your hair all the time that's california and he eating hot carrots no not hot carrots we only have cool carrots here nope nope unless you go to roberto's Mm, you can get them both plates at a Mexican place, but uh, <laughs> they do eat hot carrots, so don't act like you don't have hot carrots on there. They put like onions and a pepper on them. Uh, jalapeno carrots, watching the, the oh, waves oh, oh, in the dark. Like that. No, yeah, we have that. That's like pickled carrots, the Mexican yeah. ones, right? Yeah, from Roberto's. Used to sit and watch the, the waves when they were blowing in the dark. I don't remember. Oh, when that thing happened? Blue tides or whatever they are. Yeah. Yes, that's so awesome. Yeah. Have you ever stomped on the sand during that and it's like electricity going out from your feet? So you're saying that the water is radioactive and you go out and yeah, step in it? Toxic. Yeah, that's There's some kind of, it's like, a, what is it? Plankton. Yeah, plankton. It's plankton. And something about it like glow so at night you yeah. the the waves are like glowing and then yeah, if you stomp on the sand it's like electricity shooting out from your feet well, that says a lot about california so regular people wake up they look out and the ocean's blue radioactive glowing <laughs> until people are going to go away from that. californians run over to it step it that's how you know you're crazy what if it was poison it's not. I mean, you don't take your shoes off. You're like wearing your shoes. You're on the beach at night. You got to be ready to go because the highway patrol is going to come and tell you to get the hell out of there. Oh, none of the beaches are night friendly? No. I think they most of them, like the state park ones, which I think is pretty much all of them, close at six or something like that. If you live on the beach and you got a house right there, you can do whatever you want on your beach, right? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't, I don't know if you own, like, a sliver of the beach. All right. Well, this had nothing to do with gun channels. I don't even know how we got into this. So we'll blame Ellis on that, and we'll keep moving. So it's supposed to be... Oh, we got into it because of Oregon. So we'll blame Oregon. We got out of yeah. this one. Um, anything else about Oregon? Anybody know anything about Oregon? Nope. How do you say Oregon, Patriot? It gets cold. I don't. <laughs> Oregon. It's cold. Roosted. How do you say it? Oregon. Okay, so we're all saying it right, I think. Yeah, yeah, they say it wrong. I think, I think they say Oregon, right? Like a, a Oregon. Spice. All right, well, we'll not know anything else about it, I guess. So that means we can jump into something else. And I was going to talk about this earlier, but we missed it, so I don't want to hear you. this open. So little screen share here. Today is Tuesday. That means on most calendars, tomorrow will be Wednesday. And that will be the day that a bunch of auctions end over on eBay. And if you type in gun show loophole on eBay, like we pretty much own that. So uh, we got all this stuff that's going on now. The only thing close is this goofy shirt. And then there's some other patch, another patch or something. Oh, this mighty mouse thing that says gun show. But that doesn't even say loophole. So uh, it's kind of neat. There's nothing else on eBay that says gun show loophole right now. Anyhow, we've got a couple auctions up there. A couple of them have bids. I want to thank people for that and let people know about the 
the auction. So we've got a couple of the gun show loophole donuts that are left from the 16 tour and uh, bundled them together uh, with different things. So I'm going to look at the ones that don't have bids tonight. We'll bust these open and take a look at what's in there. And there's three of them that, the two of them don't have auctions. So I figured we'd talk about them tonight. These other ones will end tomorrow during the show. So that should be fun. Uh, this one looks like it is uh, the 2A Summit patch is the big unique thing on this one. So how do I get this thing to there? That works pretty good. Um, we've got the 2A Summit uh, stickers that Angelina did earlier this year when we tried to, I guess this time last year, trying to get this thing started. I think I had gone to the Gun Rights Policy Conference and I was impressed with that uh, day one, um, they call it a 2A Media Summit. Thought that was pretty cool and I like the idea of it. So I was going to steal the concept of it and try to attach that to any time the, the gun community gets together. Not no one owns 2A Summit, it's kind of like every second matter, it's just the concept. It's kind of like a, a 2A rally. Just to uh, keep in mind that when we get together as a community, it's also an opportunity to network and collaborate and to get ourselves on message and to, uh, I don't know, help you know, use our resources to. Uh, to help each other out with getting, I don't know, either communication channels established or when necessary information out there. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, over the years I've gone to these events and, you know, I happen to know six or eight different 2A activists that are there, but there's never been some, I don't know, just anything that, you, you know, gives us a reason to come together, um, at least to attempt to try to come together. So I thought that might be uh, an effort worth pursuing. So, uh, continue to it exists it's a website and it's a concept and it's the stickers that angelina made over in california and there's only a couple of these patches this one was one of the prototypes you can see it's not sewn very well but it's one of a kind so you'll get that to a history project is what we call the minuteman university history stuff or the resources uh so that's part of the package there you get the uh bunch of loophole stickers angelina made those as well those are what i've been given to the shops when i drive around and uh, check out a a gun shop when I'm driving around. I give them one of these little cards and it says thank you on the back. Thank you for your hospitality. I give them one of these stickers. Sometimes gun shops have like little sticker areas, you know, cabinet or something that they put stickers on. So they got something to, you know, for free. And then I give them a decal that Angeline also made that they can put on a door or something. And it says uh, like location on the gun show loophole tour 2018, just in case they're one of those shops that has a lot of decals on the window. And it's just something I can leave them, you know, to say, hey, thanks. Thanks for being here. And uh, thanks for giving us the chance to uh, chat a little bit or talk about your shop. Uh, so you get a couple of those. Um, we do PVC patches every once in a while. We did some for the Arizona Citizens Defense League and I had extras. So I put one of those in there. I figure it's, you know, on the theme of Second Amendment organizations. We're listening to the Daily Gun Show. So there's a pin right there and one of the trading cards. You've got a gun channels patch in here, plain old black and white two inch patch. And then a uh, couple more patches. We got the tour patch, or I guess it was the uh, pit crew, people that were helping out with getting the van on the road uh, back in 16. The old van patch with the dog in it. And then uh, the revolver patch from the old West Guns playing card deck. And let's see, we got the loophole sticker in here. I had some extras of those. Those were made by Flippy in Texas. And then a couple of the prototype cards out of the Second Amendment Advocates deck. And I'll be working on completing a deck like that uh, for the Gun Rights Policy Conference. And I don't know if it's cheesy or not, but I might have them try to sign. I might try to get the people to sign their cards just so that we've got a deck like that. Maybe, I don't know, just as a thing to do. So uh, anyway, this is, oh, and then it looks like over here, I wanted to let people know there's other stuff included. I just, this is the main stuff. But uh, there's some things like the patch from the 45th Infantry Division Museum. I had a bunch of those. I think I spent $345 at the museum that uh, this year uh, buying patches so that we'd have them for giveaways like this. And all that stuff is in one auction. I think I got it for 50 bucks. So I don't know. It's probably cheaper than buying all the patches separately. But you can't really buy the 2A Summit one. And some of the trading cards and stuff are fairly rare. So we wanted to... Uh, do something a little different if you're looking for stuff or if you just want to throw money at the uh, tour this is a way to get something in return and then i guess the other one is very similar so we won't go through the whole thing uh, the big difference there is i've got a couple of different patches in it and it looks like some different stickers so uh, a lot of the same stuff and then a button from 
Alan Corwin, his gun saves lives, like heart thing like that was really the first gun saves lives campaign. Kind of before the internet, he uh, raised a bunch of money and they put up billboards in Phoenix that had this heart that said gun saves life. And then they would have some kind of saying over here and write almost like memes. But um, he got, uh, I don't know, somebody sued him or something happened. He made it, they tried to take his billboards down and he was able to get into the news. So instead of just having the billboards up there, he was able to, you know, kind of parlay it almost. Not in his, he didn't anticipate it, but at least when they started to fight him, he was able to parlay their, parlay their objections into free marketing for the concept that firearms in society mean less crime. And that's really what it's trying to say is that guns save lives, meaning people that aren't afraid of guns, people that carry guns, and the criminals that know a population is armed tends to be less violent. And that's pretty much while the numbers roll down and it was sort of get that conversation going. Anyway, it's a neat button. Whenever I see Alan, he gives me one. Well, he doesn't give me one. I have to ask for one. He's kind of cheap. But he uh, wants a buck for him. Anyway, you're getting it for nothing. Or you're getting it in this auction. Uh, there's a patch or some stickers here from places we visited. Uh, we didn't fit, visit the museum, but uh, we met up with them at the Wanamaker show last year, and they gave me a bunch of stickers. Uh, you get the little Homer logo or Lego guy, and then uh, the semi-auto zone. I forget the guy's name who does the semi-auto zone um, design, but it's a patch designer that I've almost worked with a couple of times, and I bought a couple of his patches. I thought they're cool. So semi-autozone is one of his. He's got one that says full auto zone. And I actually had this up on the patch panel for a long time, and I figured to supplement this this uh, auction, I'd throw it in there. It's kind of a van theme, I guess. Uh, there's also a Gun Channel's fifth year anniversary. I don't know if I mentioned that in the other one, but we got that in all of them. So I got these buttons cheap, and uh, they're the fifth anniversary buttons. There we go. So there's a couple auctions going, and we want to encourage people who might be watching here, feel free to participate. If you don't have funds or you're just not interested, please share it, because it's all about sharing. You never know. Some of you might not know us for a hill of beans, but think that the project is worthwhile and uh, want to see it. That's basically a tank of gas, 50 bucks. So if they want to see a tank of gas go in the car or in the van, I guess, then uh, they can contribute. And like I say, instead of just doing it for goodwill, you're going to get a bunch of stuff in the mail. You can give that to somebody or enjoy it absolutely so get some and those that one package had all three donut patches in it right well uh, i think they all do actually well no they don't all some of them do some of them don't but yeah the ones that have donuts they have all three which which is the number that has the uh, semi-auto zone the semi-auto zone is number one okay. that's got a homer it also has uh, more of the car, uh, trading cards than some of the others. It's got uh, gun websites one, the SHOT Show one, 24-hour gun show, um, which will be a collector's item one day because I switched it to 24-7 gun show, right? So that's yep. the branding. Um, so that's like a, having a penny with the wrong date in it. That'll be worth probably millions at some point. Then you got uh, the Miniman University and the uh, uh, Daily Gun Show Trading cards, those are all the second generation trading cards uh, with Angelina's black and white. Uh, with the G. Gun Channel's logo on the back, like a collage. Uh, three of the uh, donuts the Van, the Pit Crew, and a Sierra Bullets patch from Tulsa, from that place called Dongs in Tulsa. So if you ever go up to Peanut and say Dongs to him, he'll laugh. And then uh, that's where we got a bunch of these patches. And uh, I think I already said the 45th uh, Infantry Division Museum in Oklahoma City. Bought like a big stack of their patches. I like, almost bought them out because um, they were like two bucks and about like $300 worth of them. Um, those and a couple other things about those comic books there are the coloring books there. Um, anyway, that was per that was all perks for the um, gun show loot giveaway thing I was doing. Not really giveaway. People were giving me 50 bucks and I was spending 25 of it at at gun shops on the tour and then sending them that stuff. And uh, I had bought extras anticipating doing that into the future and that way I could keep giving stuff from that 45th Infantry Museum. But um, anyway, now they're going out in these perks. I think that's everything. And there's actually more stuff in there. Um, but for the sake of everybody having to hear it over again, I guess we'll keep going. 
Um, there's something like $151 already. You know, when you go to eBay, you can look at your auctions and it'll tell you at the top, like if everything's sold right now, this is how much it would be. And I think it says 151. So that's awesome. That's like multiple tanks of gas as it is. It'll cost me something to ship that stuff, but you know, not $151. So really do appreciate the people that are putting the extra money in and, uh, Hopefully it'll come back and return. I've got some things in the works and uh, this trip, you know, we've had a couple of years of doing these trips now on the, almost on the regular and uh, should be getting better and better. You know, I'm not trying to do the same thing over and over. So learning from our past trips and you know, having more realistic uh, goals for the trips and hopefully more interesting results for everybody. Did I cut somebody off? I was just going to say, the Beardy D member of the day. I blew right through that. So today uh, we try to feature member every single day. Today it's Moon Food. You might know him as Autoloader, or you might know him as the most popular Instagrammer. So uh, Moon has been around for a while. He's one of the people I've met in real life, so he is not a robot. He's out of Pennsylvania, and yeah, he's been around gun channels, I think, since the beginning. I forget what number, member number he is. I guess I can go look. And... Uh, I imagine everybody knows Moon. Am I wrong? I know Moon. He's lovely. Yeah. I've listened to him. I haven't talked to him, though. Everybody knows Moon. Or knows of Moon. Moon is member number 151. So January 6th. So we started in November, and he was already a member in January. So uh, member 151. Cool dude, and very uh, interested in the Instagram. He's been rocking it, and mostly his own guns. Not always his own guns, but his own pictures all the time. And uh, yeah, he's, he does. He has a flair for that, and he gets reposted all the time. So he has a lot of fun with that. Oh shit! I didn't drop links for the eBay stuff. I'm sorry. Because I don't think. I'm all right, Moon, lovely Moon. <clears throat> What's his name on Instagram? Autoloader. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how many people would you say that you've met from the gun channels, G? Just the rough. If I count the signatures on the cards over here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-two, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is that thirty? No. Yeah, thirty. I don't know, something like that. I used to know less than other people. Like uh, Bob out there and Smeggy are out there. Neither one of them are in here, even though they're both guests hosts of the show. Um, both of them have met more people than me for a long time. Marco met more people than me for a long time. Pink knows more people than me. But I drive around now, so I might in the running for knowing more people than other people. Uh, Bob drives around too, though. So we'd have to go through and do some sort of a thing. Maybe that's one of the things we can do for the fifth anniversary is uh, make another spreadsheet or I guess elaborate on the last spreadsheet. I forget when we did that last spreadsheet, but we really did list everybody who had ever met each other on a spreadsheet. And that's how we came up with the first deck of Gun Channel's trading cards I made exactly enough to give everybody the cards of the people they met and that was took forever and it was the dumbest thing to do and it was very very difficult and it was not a success it did not work some people got the right cards but it was very difficult to get it all done so instead we just took cards of people who are active on gun channels and went with their logos this this for the second third generation of cards but yeah, we'd have to go through that database. We have a database of who all of you people have met each other. We keep track of that. So, uh, you know, it's just easy to pull all that information down from the FBI. So it's pretty simple. Right. No, I have no idea. So um, Smeggy's drives around a lot. I think he's in uh, California right now, but he's above you. Mm -hmm. He's in the North um, But he had a lot of, he'd met a lot of people in his travels. These guys went to uh, NRA show, so that got them to meet a lot of people. But I've been to Tulsa, and the Tulsa people all met. How many people were in Tulsa? Wait, nobody in here was at Tulsa. Bruce, did you were in Tulsa, were you? Nope. Huh. 
So were there 29 of us in Tulsa? So I think there's 29 people that have met 29 people. So that changes the game right there. So now it's who's met more people there. So now you got Clover and Ghost going to Tulsa and SHOT Show meeting people like Hosh, right? No, the Sharpie Marker fight was last year. I don't know. That's too much for me to think of right now. There's definitely uh, a whole different playing field because there's, like I say, 29 of us that all met 29 people or more. And Dano and Raf have all been to Tulsa like three times, more than more than twice, I think. Actually, it'd be kind of neat. Um, I don't know. If you're out there and you're a gun channels person, try to think about how many people you've met and start throwing numbers out there. People like to judge each other with our numbers. Oh, there's a link. Let me give Smeggy a link over here. Over here neglecting them, giving them shit and not and just ignoring his links, I guess. All right, so that was our member of the day. It was Moon. Everybody knows Moon if you don't. Uh, he says he's been doing some things. He'll be back. We talked to him the other day. Uh, but he also is, uh, you know, he works like a regular person. So uh, he jumps in a lot of times during the day, during Knives Lobby uh, on his breaks. And a lot of people have been doing that, you know, keeping in touch with the community, keeping in touch with what's going on. It's one of the things gun channels can do for you. You can jump into a chat either in the text or in the actual room and say, hey, what's going on? What have I missed? And you get a pretty good sit rep, right? You know, if you miss something important, you'll know about it right away. If there's something interesting or funny or whatever, you'll know about that. So if you're looking for a quick sit rep on gun stuff, uh, the lobbies are pretty handy for that. Jump in, get your info, and jump back out. Anyway, Smeggy, if you're listening still, you got a link now. Sorry, I missed that. Um, okay, so then we can move on to the next topic, I guess. Murphy's Gun Shop. Murphy's guns and guns. Yeah, I don't have any pictures, so I'm not gonna bother screen share. So Murphy's was um... oh Murphy's. Okay, so Murphy's is a neat shop. If Russ was out there, he's from Tucson, he could tell you about it. It's um, there's usually hover around 16 gun shops in Tucson. I forget our population, but you can drive from one side of Tucson to the other in like a half an hour when it's not crowded, when it's not traffic or anything. So we're not the biggest town. We're not tiny. But we got about 16 gun shops usually, and Murphy's is one of the one that's been around for a while. It's in a, you know, a Circle K's or a 7-Eleven or a, whatever you call it, a convenience store that's kind of old-fashioned size, not one of those big super convenience stores that they have nowadays. Right. So it, it's in one of those buildings, so it's kind of an odd shape for a gun shop. But um, we've talked about it before. It's a shop that's been around for a long time. They've accumulated a lot of stuff on the walls and around the edges of the store that have, you know, old inventory that just never moved and is sort of accumulated, which can be super fun to dig through. They almost always have some kind of neat surplus stuff. Ever since I've lived in Arizona, they've been one of the shops so you can find interesting surplus, not just truckloads of some kind of surplus, but just weird little pieces and probably a factor of people bringing used stuff to them or them buying estates and stuff as people move or pass along. And, uh, just an interesting shop. At the same time, those kind of shops can be the way people have talked about. Oh, yeah, perfect. So uh, does that give you a thing to wiggle around at all? No, it doesn't matter. That's a pretty good shot. So that's a wide-angle shot of basically walking in the front door. So imagine if that was a convenience store. You know, it kind of makes sense if that was an old convenience store. But the way that they've just stuck guns on the walls and on the everywhere is awesome behind us where we can't see is all the mounts so it'd be like a bunch of stuffed heads and stuff behind us as you walk in the door and uh most of the guns you can see the long guns are against the wall but a good portion of them are out front so the used stuff and the shotguns are out in the front racks there that you can barely see at the front of the picture here but there's good four rows of them so there's a couple hundred guns that you can fiddle with then there's hundreds and hundreds that, you, that are behind the counter there and uh pretty decent selection of everything little bit of everything I would say a majority of hunting rifle and shotgun but a little bit of everything else and it's a pretty decent shop I guess I was saying one of the just like a I guess a lot of people have complained about the, the shops that are owned by an individual and have a staff that are not family necessarily but have been there a long time part of the shop you know they can people can rub them the wrong way they can not be friendly to some people so they're they're not necessarily the 
best reputation of every gun shop I've ever been to, but uh, not the worst either. But I gotta bring it up just because they can be dicks sometimes. Is what I'm saying. I, I think every gun shop has someone like that. Well, I mean the the the, the what do you call it? Like the the culture of the store is almost like that. Like there's just sometimes when they're just not having it, and it's like not just a person; it's just like the whole shop is like that. Sometimes, like when it comes to at least back in the day when it came to gunsmithing, you could like universally bring them something, ask once, and then the second time you asked, you regretted it. Ugh, why did I even ask? Like you get berated for asking why your gun isn't done yet. And so it's like they just weren't good at managing their frustration or something or whatever. But anyway, it's like I say, that's the kind of thing you get when it's not a massive chain and they don't have all kinds of protocols and they don't really probably care that much about um, every single customer, let's say. No, I don't mean talk shit because that's been a long time since I bought anything there. And I bought plenty of guns there. I actually bought a lot of guns there. Wow, I've got a lot of guns there now to think about it. Hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Looks like they have a lot of stuff. I might have bought over a dozen guns in that shop. So and have that bad a relationship with them. Who who needs more than a dozen guns though? I mean there's only twelve months in a year, so Well, I did buy them over the span of twelve years because you should only buy one gun a year. But I needed them for deer. About like eleven guns weren't enough for a deer at twelve months. Well, yeah, yeah, you need self-defense from the deer. They'll attack you. Um, you're in... See, nobody even picked up on that. That's the, that's the kind of chat I like being in, an adult chat. You are in Northern California, correct? Um, yeah, I'm in the, I don't know, the, the Bay Area near San right. Francisco and whatnot. That's officially closest one to Oregon. Tell us about Oregon. What do you say, Oregon? Uh, Oregon has some crappy gun laws. So that's about all I can tell you about it. There you go. It also looks a little bit like a rectangle. Maybe a little bit melted. Yeah. All right. So Taters jumped in. Do you have anything to add about any stuff we talked about? Autoloader, also known as Moon Food. Uh, yeah, he really likes ice cream, like a lot, like almost too much. He told me he goes through at least a pint a day, uh, sometimes even a half a gallon. And, no uh, I've met the guy. There's no way. <laughs> that's what he said, dude. And he was thinking about switching to cereal. Oh my goodness. So, uh, <laughs> were you talking to Dano? No. I think Moon's trolling you. That could be. I don't know, but he seemed serious. Sounds like I, I, I missed the part where we were talking about Moon. Did I stroke out for a second there? I guess I missed that. He's a cool yeah. dude. He likes CZs, so. Oh, CZ Patrol. Oh yeah, we're all we're all CZ brothers, man. We all know each other. I'm gonna throw. What is today? Twenty four. Twenty eight. Well, yeah. Twenty eight. Right on top of things. So 28th, I'll drop the link over here for history. Everybody can start digging into that. Um, we haven't done a movie in a while, so I'm going to give people a chance to look at history while we put, I guess, Roosted on the spot. What's the last movie you seen? It was Hardcore Henry. <clears throat> All right, there's guns in there. So uh, we'll just go left, right first. Angelina, Hardcore Henry. Nope. You haven't seen it, or you're not giving eight notes? Not seen it. Patriot, you ever heard of it? Yeah, that's that's where it's like first person, where you're looking out his eyes or something. Yeah. Or, is it? Okay. Yeah, i seen that. <laughs> uh, taters? DVS, i seen it. <laughs> I have not seen that. Uh, Roosted. I've seen it. I liked it. <clears throat> I'll give it a thumb and a half. All right, I'm Smeggy. Uh, I have not seen it, but I'm giving it a thumb just because I think that's kind of a cool concept. The first person thing. That's brave. Outlaw? Alice? Alice? 
Outlaw was having problems with the mute button. Uh, Outlaw has not seen said movie. Um, Outlaw talks in third person yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, that's different than first person. Just, yeah. just saying. Okay, so I, I was channeling my inner rock. Didn't work, apparently. All right, no. so it looks like Bruce and I are the only ones that have seen it. I've so. seen it. I, I said I've seen it. Okay, so what? You've seen it on some sort of a thing where they describe it or something? Yeah, DVS, Describe Video Sampling, or okay. whatever the S stands for. But yeah, it's, it's so again, me, basically the same movie, but it's got a narrator that tells you what's going on. Okay, so I didn't mean to blow you off. I thought you were just being funny or whatever. So um, no. I thought you had meant like CBS, the drugstore, like you've seen it in the bin or no, something. No, DVS, uh, Descriptive gotcha. Video. That had to be crazy to watch like that. Well, hold on. So as the people who have not seen it, just real quick, did were you interested or is the reason you didn't see it because of the first person and you just didn't want to watch that? I've never even heard of it. I heard of it. It's just not something I thought I'd be interested in. Yeah, same okay. here. Okay, because that's I, why I'm asking that. But I, say, I, I wanted to see it. I just never got around to it. And honestly, you know, I kind of forgot about it. So I'm sure I could find it on like on demand or Netflix or something by now, but yeah, exactly. Just, it it's not Netflix. For it yet. I don't think it's worth big. Uh, it didn't need the big screen. It was neat, I guess, on the big screen, but it didn't need it. You could get the full effect off a regular monitor, TV, or whatever. I asked that question though because I was the same way. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I saw the, I think the, like I don't know what to call it, like the prototype video or whatever, the sample video he had done when he run around a bunch of uh, airplanes or something. And it was interesting. I definitely wanted to see the movie, but I suspected I'd get sick watching it like that, right? So, well, Roost and I are the only ones that have watched it as far as the visual part of it. Did you get sick at all, seasick from doing that kind of head bobbing and running around? No, it didn't bother me at all. No, I think that once you're figuring out it's that that's what it's all about, I mean, we do that every day. Our, our heads run around moving, looking around and stuff. I think it was really natural. So I don't know if they had to really edit it to do that or if um it was just natural but i didn't get that sick of it as i thought i would so if you're hesitating i would recommend it because it is just me and now i want to go back to patriot and ask them obviously you've, i'm assuming you've seen other movies with that same descriptive oh uh, yeah 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 i've got thousands cool. of them i mean it's just like an audio book but instead of having just one loser read it they actually have the loser actors you know, doing their parts, and it's basically the the audio track, and it just has a oh, really? narrator. Usually, you can get a you know Australian well, like lady a or a, a British chick, or you know. That sounds yeah. like a whole other way to. Ah, uh, sweet. Yeah, you could. If you're working and you want to watch a movie and you don't want to keep having to look, you know, action movies, you can listen to it. Or on the a road trip. Yeah. 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 I totally suggest them. There's a a site I use that I download. Any movie that, well, I'd say 90% of the movies that are out, most of them are European, you know, English kind of stuff, which I don't care for much, but, you know, there, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, right. but, like, I get the, you know, all the Star Wars, all the new movies. It usually takes a little bit before, you know, they come out, you know, so it's not like, you know, this was released, you know, this weekend, and I can see it this week, but you know, well, usually I have to kind of make a roster or something let me ask the original question i was going to ask and then i'll follow through on that so okay. as far as the description of the movie did it seem different than a regular movie's description like did they were they able to relate how differently filmed the movie was yeah yeah i mean i you could understand what was going on as far as you know the the looking at basically looking out what he's seeing so, you know, it was just, it's been a while since I've watched it, but. Um, I mean, I yeah, guess they, did. they describe it differently because normally they're going to say more, I'm assuming they're going to say stuff like this guy walked into the room and this guy walked over here and they had a discussion yeah, or something yeah, or they're they, picking this up because you're hearing their audio also, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you hear what's going on, but then the description is just basically the, you know, the, the actual physical cues or things that are, you know, oh, they dropped poison in that cup or, you know, whatever. So was so it, like, it different experience having a narration from a, from a first person the whole time it, 
it doesn't really stand out very, you know, I mean, I, I remember how the movie was set up and I went through it, but you know, it doesn't seem any different than, you know, I mean, I would have to listen to it again just to see the, the you know, to compare it with other movies. Okay, so I mean, I could tell through the movie that it was first person because, you know, that, you know, they would say, you know, if he was groggly and, you know, waking up or whatever, you know, when he was, you know, put in the chair or something, you know, they, they actually described what was going on, what he's seen and how it was seen or if he got jolted or whatever. So I guess I was just curious because the visual experience was so much different, even though the, what happens is a movie type of stuff, like an adventure or whatever, that was just so different. I was just wondering, it, it doesn't sound like it stood out then as a different, so you kind of lose something in trans. Well, it, it did. As soon as you said, you know, what, what the name of it was, I do remember it as being something. I mean, I, I watch a lot of movies, and so, you know, most of them kind of go in and fade away and I forget about them. But I do remember that, so it was memorable. And like you said, it was just a normal movie. It wasn't, you know, a big, you know, twist or anything. I mean, a little twist, but. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like the usual plot or anything. It was really weighted or it depended on the filming to make it. Yeah. So then let me go back. Do you need some kind of like Netflix or Amazon in order to access movies? Oh, with? no, no. I, I, there, there are. Uh, Netflix supposedly has it. If you use their app, you can go into the some of the settings um it's audio settings or whatever and it's basically described video is what what it's under dvs and uh so you can get stuff that way i just downloaded mp3 files from a website uh, it's a uh, blind mice mart yeah three blind mice they don't cost nothing no not if you're a blind guy i mean they never charged me <laughs> But it's just oh. audio, so you're not seeing any of the visual. You'll just that, that sounds basically... super interesting to just hear an interesting movie, but then have the stuff I, described. That'd be awesome. I'll uh, I'll email you info on it. Basically, just how, you know, you just uh, sign up for a free membership, and then you just go there and you know avoid the ads and down, you know go straight to the downloads. <laughs> but I'll I'll send you that. It'd be something for you to take on your road trip. Although I will admit they do not have uh, Red Dawn, the original. And I've been on them for the last year and a half to get it, but they don't listen to me. Well, that, that's okay. G-Webs can just close his eyes and <laughs> picture every scene of Red Dawn. So he can watch that whenever he wants. Okay. I want to see Red Dawn. As all good red-blooded Americans should be able to do. They need to redo Red Dawn, but this time Hardcore Henry through Robert's eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the next project. That would be great. We already know the I'm location. I'm kind of surprised more haven't done that. Like, I remember when the Doom movie came out, they had a little, like, five-minute fight scene that was, like, first person. Which, was that like, was kind of a callback to the video game. Like, yeah, it was a I thought it was cool. That it was dumb, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. All right, we could move over to history. Stuff happened today back in the past. Uh, I always like to look at the first one 1565, St. Augustine, Florida, oldest city in the United States, was established. I didn't know that. I figured it was somewhere up north. 1609, Hudson, some guy discovered Delaware Bay. Interesting. No Indian ever seen at Delaware Bay. They were like, oh, I'm going to go over there. There's no reason to go over there. Too cold. Uh, I don't know. I threw a link in there. If anybody wants to throw any things out, I'm looking through. Be a lot of dead air. While I'm looking through here. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, sorry. I'm on my phone. I didn't and pull that up. 1972, the U.S. Air Force gets its first ace since the Korean War. For fight for shooting down five enemy uh, pilot shot down five enemy aircraft. Captain Richard S. Ritchie flying with his back seater. Captain Charles B. Bellevue in an F four. I said I was an F four. Yeah, one of my favorite planes. One of my favorite. Planes. Nineteen seventeen, President Woodrow Wilson is picketed by women suffragists. Women. Women. Yeah. 
Can, can I just go on record in saying that I would I would support ending women's suffrage? I mean, they've suffered enough already, so let's just end the suffrage already. It's the uppity women that are the problem. 1933. The government took steps to safeguard the nation's gold supply as the Depression rolled on. On this day, an executive order was handed down that prohibited hoarding, hoarding gold and placed limits on exports of precious metals. Uh-oh. Someone, someone better tell uh, HVS that. Can't hoard gold. Somebody better tell Mr. T that. <laughs> 1996, Charles and Diana divorce. There's a bunch in here that have nothing to do with nothing. Like nothing. I don't even know why they're in here. Like that one. There's not really anything good. Like 2006, polyg polygamous leader Warren Jeffs is arrested. Uh, 1955, Emmett Till is murdered. Yeah. Not an interesting day in history, at least in our list. So three Medal of Honors awarded today. And if you know something good, let us know, because this was not the most interesting day on this calendar. I mean, look, on our channel, I guess there's nothing on our calendar, because it would have been or, or if today is your birthday go on and invent some new kind of gun, so then next year we can say, oh, this was the you know new gun inventor's birthday. Um, oh, for everyone. So, when you get on an airplane, what country are you from? Like when you go to an airport, an international airport. Oh, sorry to preface it with you're born in the United States, right? But you go to an international airport, and you board the airplane. What country are you from? You're from America. Still be American, yeah. Okay, so now let's say that you fly that airplane to the other country and you get off at their international airport. What country are you from? You're from still, America. Still American. But did you know this? When you're in the air, what country are you from? Whatever country the plane's from. Oh, well, we're getting closer. Now, what happens if you leave the plane and go into the bathroom? You're an American in the bathroom? European. European. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. You didn't see that one coming, did you? Thank you, roll call. I did that. You set that one up well. So, the suckers never heard that one, I guess. Nope. I came up I, with that. I like the one that starts it when you're, you know, Russian going into the bathroom and then, I don't know, whatever, some other That's Canadian coming out. What are you in the middle? I heard that when I was a little kid, but I developed it into that one. Being in an airplane doesn't look good. I thought you were talking to me because you know I'm on airplanes all the time. So I was like, oh, he's got a question about airplanes. And it wasn't. I, I fell for that. You got me. Made it all about you. Well, I did. I mean, I haven't been around in a while. I assumed everyone wanted to talk all about me all night. No, you hate us. I don't we, hate you. We, we didn't even realize you wasn't here. Yeah, so I think we're pretty much done. We got ten minutes left. We're not on a boat. We uh, talked about a gun shop today, Murphy's shop here in Tucson. Um, we got the hiccups. We got the auctions ending tomorrow during the show, and we'll be leaving on the road here. Hopefully, by the end of next week. So uh, that'll be the last uh, stuff going up on eBay for the tour. This Friday, Free Patch Friday, will be the last Free Patch Friday for a couple of months because the people that I get to watch the house are not interested in also running my businesses for me. So uh, the shop will shut down for the most part. And if you're interested in helping out on the tour with money and financially, or if you want to grab some kind of patches or something for, I don't know, whatever reason you want to have those patches or anything from or for, then uh, grab them before Friday because uh, I won't be able to fulfill stuff I'm not here. Um, Right. So, anybody got anything to plug on our way out? Well, I, I got something that ties in with the tour because uh, I, I thank you for your Instagram post earlier where you were saying, talking about the tour and saying, 
you know, you're going to the gun rights policy conference. I just registered for that today when I got home from work. So I plan on being in Chicago and I don't know if you talked about it earlier today or not, but everyone should go to that. It's a great, you know, grassroots and second amendment foundations all getting together in the same room and a lot of cool names on the guest list already. And they're still you know, adding speakers and whatnot. Yep, got confirmation that Dano uh, got his reservation. Have you met Dano before? I have not met Dano. So we will have. It'll three, be nice to meet my father. Some, you know, finally. Three sixths of the will have half. You want to use that kind of half? Half of the host of the Daily Gun Show, one place. Yep, should be good. I mean, what's the end of September, right? 21st and 2nd or something like that. All right. Well, somebody have a quote? I have one if nobody else does. Nope, go for it. Anybody else have anything to plug? I, I just put out uh, my fourth video just, uh, yesterday morning. Oh, okay. So you let's check it out. Let's critique Patriots video. So he's been oh, doing no. Everybody thinks they can make And that's video. the worst one. So. No, I was just going to say, did you see my comment on Yes. Did, I no. called you the chairman of the board. I said, that's why you get the big bucks. Yes, I, I plan on doing that. that. That was a great idea. Okay, I don't know if you had, had that in mind for your series, but as I was watching the like second or third, I'm like, and Angelina was actually talking about it off air, that um, you know they're very good disassembly and assembly videos, but as far as the, taking them to the non-sighted, I was thinking you know, going in and exploring it might be more interesting, especially for somebody who's never had anything, right? That, that, that was awesome you brought that up, because I, I, you know, like like I said, if you don't ask me, you know, a lot of those things, it's, it's just second nature to me. It doesn't, you know, I don't even think about it until, you know, until you mention it. That was uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, um... I think we interrupted. Ellis was telling us about his chat, his next chat that he's doing. Uh, let's see. The next chat that I'm doing, I have no idea when. Um, Monday. That's on uh, next week. Okay, so now you only have a Monday show. For some reason, I was still on the mode of Ellis doing two shows a week. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm doing the Monday show. I'm doing a Tuesday show. Uh, but everything's next week. I ain't got nothing planned for this week, but who knows what might happen tomorrow night. Okay. Right on. Maggie, thanks for jumping back. You got anything going on? Anything happening? You got second coming up here. Yeah, exactly. That that's the only that's the only thing I really have planned. I'm I missed hit or miss earlier tonight, Tuesday night's nine o'clock. Um but yeah I'll I'll be doing my legislative update on the second. I don't have any idea what time. It's gonna be a busy day for me at work, but at, at some point I'll take the laptop out and record a video. So no. Tater's got a lobby going. Is there any chance to get the Tater Tube after yep. this? Tater Tube live after the Daily Gun Show. Nice. Right on. Anybody else roosted? Anything happening? I've been making wine, put a couple of videos up for that, but uh, I guess oh. I got range day tomorrow. I'm going to go out and shoot Ghost Tacticals drill. Hold on. So, mead is honey, right? Yes, sir. And then you put cherries in it? That makes it wine, or are you just calling it wine? Oh no! It it you can make mead by itself is just honey wine, um, and then actually when you add cherries, you turn it into a mellow mel, which is just mixed fruit wine. Oh, there's a name for that. Oh yeah. Okay, and then what's that going to end up tasting like? Um, it it should taste like honey with a little bit of a cherry finish really i mean it, it's going to be strong I, I put a lot of yeast in it and the alcohol contents up there but right on yeah thanks for sharing that that's kind of neat you have to have we were talking about that in a chat earlier is that illegal you doing this uh, moonshining or is this something you have to have a permit for or is it just because it's a quantity thing or what's the deal no it's not illegal anybody can make uh wine or beer at home there is some quantity restrictions i don't know them off the top of my head but uh yeah, it's it's a pretty good number. I mean, you'd have to brew beer, or do a batch of wine almost every other week to get above like the legal amount, I guess. 
Okay, so it's basically yeah. equivalent of making your own beer in your garage. Yep. Okay. Yep. Or, or it's like making your own firearm. Like as long as you don't sell it, you're good to go. That's yes. you get in trouble when you try and sell it. Absolutely, it can be gifted, but not sold. Oh, I forgot. I was actually saying. I was thinking quantity. I'm like, because there's also a quantity thing. If you make gallons and gallons and gallons, they're going to be like, hey, what's going on? But you're talking as far as you can't sell it. No matter how much you make legally, you can't go around selling it. Well, both are restricted. You can only produce so much wine for your own consumption at home. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That's <laughs> yeah, still neat. We were talking about stills or something. And I don't know. Was that in Sarge's chat? I think it was in Sarge's chat. We were talking about stills, and they were saying it's illegal to make any kind of moonshine. I built a still a couple of years back to uh, distill my own water. Huh. That was my chat, last night. That was your chat? I thought Sarge was in there. Yeah, it was conspiracy. It wasn't there, but it was my chat. Oh, okay. Well, I assume if Sarge is in there, it's his chat. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, the right amount of money, well, we could work out a deal, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I think that was everybody. Angelina, anything? Uh, nothing from me. Check out allenanchor.com. Yeah, it's at Code Gun Channels, 20% off. Patches, flags, and stickers and stuff. Custom made in America. Made in America. Yeah. Right on. Well, thank everybody. We've been kind of sloppy. I'm, my goal is to record a bunch of my 20-minute shows before I go on the trip so that there's always a 20-minute show. But historically, we've been able to run the show on the road. Historically, we had a Jimmy or a Smeggy or a Dano to run the show when I couldn't. And also, historically, the show was, I think, at like 4 p.m. back then, some dumb time in the middle of the day. So with all those factors, we're going to have to see how the Daily Gun Show goes on the road. If one of you people that's used to hosting shows wants to help out and help run the actual live window so that we can all jump in and have the show, that might be cool. And that way we can bring somebody else on. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll figure something out. And uh, hopefully starting sooner than later, the show will be back on the road, uh, moseying along up to the Gun Rights Policy Conference, uh, checking out. Uh, gun shops, museums, and gun shows along the way. And uh, North back, yeah, we'll drive past a couple of things that we've seen already and be able to take a closer look at them, like the Dragon Man's uh, Museum. But then lots of stuff we've never been to yet. So uh, I've never been to the Cody Museum up in Cody, and uh, we've never brought the cameras there. I don't think Bob's ever gone there either, at least not with the cameras. So uh, that'll be neat. And then we'll meet up in Salt Lake City with Dead Horse. And should have some fun with that. And we'll be in Vegas, probably just passing through Vegas. Because if I got time, I'll just go to California where we got more people and uh, hang out there for a bit and then come back for the uh, um, Big Sandy and then get ready to go to Tulsa. So that'll be the fifth anniversary of Gun Channels. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, I can use all the help I can get. So I've put up some help wanted posts over on Gun Channels. If somebody's interested in being an outreach person, it would be great if we had someone who would deliberately invite people into gun channels. And once you've invited them, maybe offer to take them by the hand and show them some of the tutorials that exist. Get with me and make sure the tutorials are you know, up to date and in place or have other people make tutorials and we can gather them and put them places that it's easy to find. Uh, but maybe, uh, again, having somebody who's out there deliberately bringing people in not every single person, but some of the content creators, some of the people that uh, I, I just watched another podcast today, actually, that I found on GunStreamer. And this guy interviews like really cool Second Amendment advocates, ad advocates and uh, are activists. And um, he's just some guy doing a podcast because he was frustrated that there weren't podcasts just talking nerd Second Amendment stuff. So, I mean, how great would it be if we had somebody not just inviting those kind of people in and helping them out? And if they like the place, you know, they found a new place. And if they don't, at least we gave it a try. But to have somebody who's out there looking for those people, I can't even imagine what gun channels might be like. So a lot of people have suggested or have offered help. That's I'm explaining one specific way we could use some help as a uh, an outreach coordinator or some sort of whatever the, the chick on Love Boat was. That would be your job. You're going to walk around with a clipboard. 
you got to be perky, and everybody's got to like you. So if you want to, I forget what her name is, but whoever comes up with her name first, you get to be her. And then you can have a staff, and then you'll help people bring people into gun channels. And we've got some other things. I'll probably talk about those in future shows. But there's plenty of tasks that could be uh, beneficial to gun channels or me if you want to help out uh, while I'm on the road. Uh, like I say, we don't have a Bob this time around, and we don't have a Jimmy. So uh, let me know. Um, with that, anybody have a quote, did you say? I have one. Okay. This is an excerpt from uh, a letter Thomas Jefferson wrote to John Cartwright on the 5th of June, 1824. The Constitution of most of our states and of the United States asserts that all power is inherent in the people, that they may exercise it, boy, that they may exercise it by themselves, that it is their right and duty to be at all times armed. The guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com. Thank <laughs> you.